And here we go. Welcome back to Snakes, Rats, and Goats, talking about Survivor Season 40, Winners at War. I'm your co-host, Ryan Elder, and with me, as always, is... Your co-host, Scott Chernoff. Ah, Nailed it. Nailed it. it. I kind of did it. (laughs) I mean, look... If you don't have it down by now, you never will. Well, we're almost done forever, so yes. like, I have one more shot at this. See, you know what I like about saying that we're almost done forever over and yeah. over and over again? Is it just like sets the expectations really low. So like, should we decide to do a fun one out of nowhere? Right. You know, for season 60, uh, it'll be, it'll just be, everybody will just love it. Oh my um, God. Season 60, I can't wait. Can't for wait. Losers at peace. Yes, exactly. Scott, let's get our guest in here right away. Okay. All right. He's a writer, a comedian, a comedy writer, uh, a (laughs) writer of comedy. He's he's so many things. He's the co-founder of Whitest Kids You Know and the co-founder of the Pack Theater. It's Sam Brown. Sam, welcome. Hey, how's it going? Welcome, Sam. (laughs) I can talk now. Great. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I I can't help feeling like you know Sam and I know each other outside of the outside of this podcast and oh, previous and connections, previous connection, like and I can't help but alliance right here. I can't help but feeling like Sam's energy coming in here is kind of maybe mocking my increased energy for the podcast since I normally don't talk this energetic. No, uh, this, but, this uh, is my podcasting hat right now. That's what that's what you're I seeing here. <laughs> Same on my podcasting hat. Well, yeah. thank you for joining us, Sam. Uh, well, thanks this for a, having me. One of the reasons we asked you is because I know you watched the show now. In yeah. fact, we watched, watched it together. Um, but you're, correct me if I'm wrong, you're a relatively recent fan to Survivor, or am I, am I incorrect? Well, uh, I, I watched the first season when it aired and then fell off for a long, long time. Okay. Okay. That, that, that tracks with a lot of our guests, actually. A lot of them know the first season somewhat, but. So I I got into it, um, two seasons ago. Uh, was that the, the, not edge of extinction, but what was before edge of, edge of David versus Goliath. David versus Goliath, I think was Uh, my first. Great season. Yeah, it was great. It got me hooked. And uh, Alex Kavetsky, uh, who we've watched the show with, was like, oh, you got to get caught up for um, for uh, Winners at War. And so I was like, OK. And then I made it to like <laughs> season 12. Uh-huh. But that was like cherry picking seasons there. Like uh, yeah. I, I did not complete the task of getting caught up with all the seasons by far. I did. I have seen some new seasons. I've seen like Gen Xers versus Millennials. Uh, mm-hmm. But my my history with Survivor is pretty spotty. Okay, great. Well, that that's actually uh, better than I was expecting in terms of what we usually look for in a guest, which is no knowledge of the show at all. So if Scott and I uh, crawl up our own asses about uh, past seasons and arguing over who should have flipped and who shouldn't, um, feel free to, you know... <laughs> pipe in or not nobody's Um, gonna side with you (laughs) just take my side is all i ask ryan's hoping you've seen some of the seasons we argue over that he's constantly wrong since you're friends with ryan has he ever confided to you about his shame at being constantly proven wrong about survivor (laughs) 
Uh, I wish. <laughs> you know what? I don't. I try not to talk about this podcast when I'm with other people watching Survivor because it, it can come off so like, well, I know everything about the show, and uh, you know what I mean. So like, and I already know that I have a tendency to come off that way, anyways. So the you know, I, I, I do try to keep it to myself a little bit, but um, it is, yeah. So it's funny because we're in the same um, betting pool right now, and. Uh, I just happened to like my first pick for the betting pool was uh, Yule, and yeah. uh, my second pick out of a bunch of people who I, I wasn't aware of, I picked Ben, and Ryan oh, hates Ben. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ryan really, really has a personal chip on his shoulder. So I'm constantly that. like, "What's wrong with Ben?" Well, you have to you have to understand it has nothing to do with the game. It's just that Ryan hates people who've served our country. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yep, yep. <laughs> Anyone that's in the military, this season is turning out to be a real killer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, man. That's uh, no. Yeah, good old Napalm Ben. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, this season is turning out to be a real nightmare for me. Like, all it's either cops or soldiers or firefighters. I can't get away from the yeah. no. a lot of authority uh, figures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, man, so why don't we like uh, you know if you guys are ready, why don't we sort of dive into this episode, start talking about what's going on here? I'm not I, ready. I want to You're say right. that that I was really excited to be on this podcast, and then I was like, Aww. "Oh, it's for for the double episode. That's so fun!" And then uh, I, I was so bored. I thought this episode was very. <laughs> this was like, and it's a season I really like. I thought this was such a fun season, and I feel like there was less entertainment in two hours of this episode than there has been in one hour of the past few weeks. There was certainly less comedy, which is something that I definitely value on the show. I think one of the reasons I love Survivor so much is because it's so in, unintentionally or intentionally comedic. This episode wasn't that funny, right? There we had the spy nest a little bit, but not you know Tony wasn't up to his normal hijinks. It's like it the was, third time we go back to that well too. It was not a Tony centric episode, but yeah. it's interesting that you say that because I, I mean I wasn't going to mention this till later in the show, but I don't know if you saw there is a what they call secret scene, which is basically deleted scene, that I queued up, which we never do on the podcast, because wow. it's very Tony heavy, and it's hilarious. Oh, and yeah, let's I hear guess it. it was more important that we got a 10-minute uh, recap of the season <laughs> at the very end of the episode yeah. when we saw this. But if you guys are interested, I will play this for you, because uh, Sam, Ryan and I are big fans of Tony. Uh, I'm this the setup to this deleted scene is that they're all because I cute I went to the Tony part everybody's laying around camp exhausted and the setup is they're saying oh the exhaustion is kicking in none of us have any energy and they yeah. start asking where are you on a scale of one to ten energy wise and people are saying one or oh, well I might be at a four well I'm at a two and then take unplug my earphones and. Here's, oh wow! Here, here we you sound up. so much better this way, Scott. Yeah, I hope. Everybody said zero, zero, two. They asked me what's mine. I said oh, about a seven, but I'm like a fifteen right now, you know. So I should have dialed it down back to two because I don't want them to think that I'm real energized. But I just can't help it. I mean, they 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 continue. 
Right now he's chopping Maybe it's the wood, lack of food or the lack of throwing rocks. I know one thing. I running. can't put the brakes on because this is a crucial part of the game. This is by no means, by no means, is this the end of the game for us. We have a long ways to go, even at six people. Gee, those are some good nice. ones. It took me an hour to break them. There's a big one if you guys want to come help. Someone saw him up all the time. He's running around camp. And never in Survivor did I ever He's think doing I was going to play with anybody on the beach. crazier than myself. <laughs> Let alone Mr. Tony freaking Vacha. He is wound. Shot. He's in a tree, chopping it down from up in the branches. <laughs> I'm like that one of the toy that I was on Kageyan. Wind myself up and just let me go. Just running around all day long. The more tired they get, the more energized I get. <laughs> Hold on. Here comes the pass. Nobody's responding. It's just to weird. It. It's like I'm sucking the energy out of all of them and I'm empowering myself with it. I feel like a sucking buds. I'm sucking the energy out of them and I'm getting stronger. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> a sucky buds. <laughs> Oh, there you go. He's a stucky bot. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. God, that's so annoying they didn't put that yeah, in the show. It's I so good. You got it's on YouTube. It's an officially released scene, and he is like running around doing cartwheels, chopping wood, throwing rocks at trees. But yeah, he, my favorite part is that he is absorbing their energy. This is, of course, opposed yeah. with everybody laying around sleeping. <laughs> and, and they, their energy is going into him. And he, I love that he's like, he's not like, I'm not a, he was, didn't say he was a vampire. <laughs> There's so many easier things to go for, I feel like, than succubus. But that's fucking, that's so funny. He is a succubus. He's so yeah. cokey. Yeah, right. Like, I wonder. So I often wonder, like, um, you know, so so they get medication that is required, like required, medically Ah. required medication. So I wonder if he is has a prescription for maybe he has ADHD or something and he maybe is prescribed Adderall, which would be a huge advantage and probably not allowed. But I don't think that would be allowed. But it's like, how does he do it? That's just who he is. I think here, here's one more thing he says. This is pertinent to the. the... He's attacking a tree. I work very hard and I haven't stopped and I won't stop until day 39 until the votes are cast for the winner. So he's still going. All right. That's it. Is it possible we could be seeing a Tony win this season? I mean, it seems so outrageously far-fetched. But Tony or the person who takes Tony out? Yeah. I mean, I really want to talk about this with you guys. Like, Sarah seems set on going to the end with him and proving she's not afraid of that. So all season we've been saying she's going to cut him, and maybe she still will. We don't know what's going to happen, but I really want to get into, we don't have to know, but the the Tony versus Sarah in the final three. Yeah. So this is what it feels like. This is, I think um, we got a real, this is early on in the episode, we got a real sneak peek of, who the actual power alliance is finally, which, which was like very interesting. It was eye opening. I was like, Oh, this yeah. is like, 
the episode of you know whatever Lost or Westworld where they start yes. revealing the secret. Yes, totally right. And it was right away. And it was Sarah's like me and Ben and Tony. We're we're an alliance. And and to me, I thought this feels right. This looks right. Smells right. Every action that has happened so far can be explained by the fact that Ben and Sarah and Tony are a tight three. And um, so it seems to me like at this point, it's highly likely that two of those three, maybe even all three of them make the final three, right? If we didn't have somebody coming back, I would say we're looking at, you know, Denise and Michelle going next and Michelle being that, you know, sort of Kelly Wentworth slot of the the lovable underdog fighter who makes it almost yeah. to the end. And those three, be, but it is a big variable who's coming back and will it be one of the people with an idol and blah, blah, blah. We did kind and, of and see in the, in the, the next week there being uh, a big Tony Ben clash with them both having idols. And um, maybe that is the rift of like, maybe that is the beginning of Sarah turning on Tony though, you know? Like, cause if she wants, she to might win, have to. That's the move. Well, right. I also want to say real quick, because Sam, you've never been on the show. We we don't. I am assuming you don't have any spoilers, but I have heard people being very upset on the internet that apparently there is a a promo that CBS released for the finale that basically reveals who comes back. Oh, oh really? I do not know who that is. I've just seen people being upset about okay, it. Okay, good. Neither do I. I've been trying to avoid now even. Yeah, you know, I have not promo. seen it. Okay. Yeah, well, I want to because I want to talk about who we think is coming back. And I and I don't want that to be like to taint it. So I'm glad right. none of us know. Uh, really, that's interesting. They, they fuck up a promo every year. Yeah. Every year yeah. they fuck up a promo. It's it's disappointing, but unless people are misinterpreting it, I haven't seen the promo. Yeah, it's possible. A lot of people complaining. I know I was poring over the next time on looking for evidence of someone being back too. But those are also often misdirects. Agreed. Like no, I hundred percent. I'm just saying, like maybe someone in the corner of a shot or something like that, where it was like concrete evidence. I was, uh-huh. I was kind of like looking for that, but it didn't seem like there was any that I noticed. It's uh, so annoying that they didn't give us the person coming back. That they didn't give us the challenge at the end. <laughs> you know what it seemed like to me? It seemed like, oh, everybody's begging for two-hour episodes. Well, we'll show you what a two-hour episode looks like. It's full <laughs> of filler. Um, like, yeah, you know, really you actually don't be want so packed for two hours. Yeah. Really <laughs> no. And it, the, I think a big part of it is that in a little bit of a way, this was kind of a pagonging these two votes. Um, and, and both episodes were so similar in their formula. It was like set up who everyone wants to vote out, show that person winning immunity, then show the next choice being yeah, voted out instead. Right. Like an early season episode an early you know yeah it did it's one of those things where it's like like uh everyone has the plan like where right. like once the once there's the person the first choice gets immunity everyone's like all right this is the plan and then we watch like 10 minutes of people being like no is this the plan i don't know is this the plan and then like no no they stuck with the plan Right. Where you're like going in a circle, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. And and part of that is like great. The show needs to have some drama when it gets to the final vote. I don't I don't begrudge them that obviously, but like just the fact that it just seems so obvious who was going to win immunity at both times because of the only name anyone was even talking about prior to that immunity was the person who wins. That that that's part of what I think made it less interesting than usual. And frankly, you know what was missing? Tons of whispering at Tribal. <laughs> oh, how did we do without that? Yeah. The fewer people, the fewer people, the, the less reason right. is to totally. Win. Yep. And and there's more time. That means also there's more time ahead of tribal to talk to everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. All yeah. permute all all subgroups can possibly have conversations before tribal, come to their conclusions and go to tribal. But uh man. Yeah, I, I I don't think it was as I I wouldn't say this episode was boring per se, but there was it was a less interesting episode than we've had this season, and you know part of that was the sort of like the obvious kind of boots. This alliance of three really does seem to be running the game. Um, I have a feeling that you know we'd like I'd like to think and I'd like to hope that the returning player will mix that up a little bit, but I just don't I don't see it going that way. What do you guys think about that? Uh, I mean, it's so hard to say. We don't know who the returning person is. I really hope that the show is not won at the last minute by the person coming back, even though I love some of those people. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, that is the most painful part of when that happened last time, is it renders the rest of the season irrelevant. What is the thought process, you think, behind having the second um, island of... Extinction, extinction, redemption round so late. Like, I mean, I guess maybe you want to keep those characters on the show as long as possible, but it just makes yeah. it so it's like it feels so last minute that 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 person has no chance to really like make a name for themselves on in the game. Yeah, I, Scott, it, you mentioned this. You mentioned why you think last week. So go ahead. What did I say? That you said they want they want that yeah, redemption yeah. challenge as part of the finale. Yeah, they want it as they want the big twist to pay off in the finale. And I think Sam's right. They want all these, you know, loved characters still on the show the whole time. But I was shocked because I mean Jeff has said you know we want that payoff in the finale of the twist. The the most sort of anticlimactic moment was when Jeff was like. Okay, fire tokens are done. Yeah, right? I was like, "What why? <laughs> why are they not why are they ending now?" That was really strange. Uh and then it was like, "Okay, so what do we spend them on?" And Denise, I want I definitely want to talk about this and it's related to that, so why don't we jump into it? Okay. Denise is sort of play dead, roll over, show my belly like I'm just going to spend my fire tokens on food so I can have one last good meal before I go to the edge. Like, so it was strategic, obviously, right? Don't you think? I mean, it, oh, for sure. I mean, she didn't think she was really going. Her, her ability to manage her threat level is one of the best in the game, I think. I was shocked that Nick and Michelle fell for it so easily. I know, right? <laughs> But, you know, Denise, and I'm not the first to raise this issue. I've heard it discussed elsewhere. It's like we've never had 
a clear idea this season of what the hell's going on with Denise. I agree. Like, I don't think she wins, I even though she's my winner pick. <laughs> I don't think she wins. Because it's like, who is she? This week it seemed like she is part of a four with Tony, Sarah, and Ben. Yes. You know, destined to be fourth place in that in that alliance, unless she wins, you know, in, in the four. But, but um, before, I mean, she was with Adam, and she wasn't. We've seen her with Jeremy, and then she wasn't. She was with Kim. She was with everybody. Yeah, and I mean, she's a floater. And now it seems like she's sort of tight with Ben. It does seem like she's tight with Ben. We got a lot of little moments of body language between them, actually. Uh, I, I think... It's. I think they think they're a four. Ben, uh, Ben is tight with Denise, but really they're a three with Denise as a hanger on. Right now, if I had to guess, I mean, last week I thought that it was going to be totally different. So who knows? But if I had to guess right now, I'd say Ben, Sarah, Tony, and Denise are final four. Ben and Denise have to make fire. Ben obviously wins. We've gotten a lot. We got a lot of evidence this episode that wins nobody the wants. Fire you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The fire making. We got evidence this episode. Oh, one of the reasons we got get a, got to get rid of Ben is because we don't want to have to make fire against him in the final if four. I'm Tony and Sarah. I'm thinking, no, that's why one of the reasons we're keeping Ben is so that exactly. he, can, he can beat whoever we put yeah. him against in yes. the final four. Right. I 100 percent agree. And and I think um, if I like if I were Denise, I would be practicing making fire right now and I would th- Probably, if I couldn't win the final challenge, I would be rooting for Ben to win it, right? Uh, so that, like, you, if to you, win the game or the final no, to win the final challenge, so that Ben doesn't have to make fire. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you would never right, get right, put up against right. Ben. And in Denise's case, Ben might take her to the end. He might put Sarah and Tony up to make fire. And it's smart for Ben to like. I mean, because Sarah and Tony. Are, do have the kind of cop alliance bond thing. It's smart to just cover your bases and have a good relationship with the fourth person in the fourth personal four person yeah. alliance. Yeah, I mean, I think Ben is actually, and I'll give credit to Ben where credit is due. I think he's playing a great game to get far in the game. I don't think he's playing a winner's game. Yeah. I think he's setting himself up to lose to Sarah or Tony. Uh, but um, he is making the right moves to move forward in the game with and, the people that he trusts. And credit to him, he's done it without um, dropping idols and advantages and stuff. He has an idol, yeah. but, but he, right. he's made yeah. it there on whatever social type game he's playing. Notice, by the way, that in the beginning of the season, we were talking a lot about how you know the winner probably comes from the Decal tribe. They're the together tribe, and and I still think that, but mm-hmm. Tony and Sarah are the only ones left from that tribe. They're outnumbered at this point by original. Yeah, you're uh, right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you know, when Nick got voted out, uh, that to me was such a huge moment in the arc of this season. I think it's the moment where I said, "Oh, almost for sure, someone who deserves to win is going to win now," because. I originally was thinking, oh, the final three is going to be Ben, Nick, and Michelle. 
all of which so depressing (laughs) you're right we've seen so much evidence that none of them deserve to win right like michelle should win and out of that that three right michelle would probably win out of that three she's more likable she's had better social connections but she's been so out of the loop the whole game Uh, she's got an x in the jury so right right That, (laughs) that too um I think she would win out of that three most likely, but now I don't see her making the end at all. Uh, she's just not in with any of these people. And the, and I think the reason, one of the reasons why is because they know the jury likes her. Can we uh, talk about how Nick played himself out of the game? Oh, so good. Right. <laughs> I was, I was, I, you know, nothing against Nick, but like he was probably one of the people I was least excited to see come back. Yeah, partly because he's yeah. so recent. Like, he could have played the exact same game in David versus Goliath, and if the ten years had gone by, I would have been like, "Oh, and Nick's back from David versus Goliath. This is exciting." But I was like, "Okay, you know, we just had you." Yeah, but, exactly. Um, the way he, when he, and of course we knew he was going to go because his confessionals were so cocky. Um, but that he took Ben out of that immunity challenge, Ben would have won the immunity that time. Sure seemed like it. Michelle would have gotten voted off and or right? Yeah, Yeah, no, that that's what they the edit wanted us to think, right? Um there's that oh Ben was so close to winning despite being having a huge disadvantage that he would have won for sure. But you know, they're always gonna make it look like the disadvantage was relevant, right? Yeah, editorially, Ben had he did get pretty far. We saw that he did, but but did he? As they said at at the tribal, is it because he had the pressure of having to do more that he played harder and faster? You know, like he might have played more conservatively if he was the same as everybody else. Um, You know, that's true. Those kind of like balancey, like those you know, on the verge of like puzzle and uh, like physical feet kind of things. Right. Yeah. What was he? Yeah. He famously lost a challenge with Chrissy where it required balance though. Right. Stacking. Yeah. He he lost it because he put one of the letters upside down. Oh, that's right. That's right. He would have won otherwise. He was really close with the ropes one too. Yeah. You're right. He is good at those. And Ben is just, he's good at challenges. Probably not endurance as much, but he's good at those, like those kind of coordination challenges he's good at. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was sad to see Jeremy go backing up to the beginning. But yeah. We knew he was going to go at some point. I never yeah. really fully got the, the Ben Jeremy rift. Like it was like <laughs> one day Ben woke up and was like, fuck you, Jeremy. Can I say fuck? Yes, of course. Uh, I wonder if it had something to do with how many days there are in a week, maybe. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That I was funny. That, that, was, that funny. was some good comedy. That was hilarious. Yeah, there's nine days. Because you know, I work for ten days, so. Can I just say, I kind of see where Tony's coming from. <laughs> well, I can see why he was thinking that, but what Jeremy was saying, but right here, what we're doing, we don't have off days. Yeah. Right. But yeah. then Tony was like, yeah, the days without a challenge. I'm just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. No, it was really funny. And, and I, I wish this could be like a good, uh, 
argument for you and I to have over the next five seasons of <laughs> podcasting in some way. But yeah, I really love that moment. But yeah, I like the Jeremy Ben thing. We definitely got to see why Jeremy didn't like Ben. He looked, you know, he was annoying at camp. Um, and we saw, you know, why Adam didn't like Ben. They just, Ben is confrontational in a weird kind of childish way. Mm-hmm. But why didn't Ben like Jeremy? That's what doesn't yeah, make sense Jeremy to me. Jeremy had the gall to not get voted off for like right. two or three weeks in a row. <laughs> the unmitigated gall. I mean, if he, if he would have been, a uh, could have been cool to Ben if he would have just let them vote him out. Yeah. That's right. the only, that's all I saw. I look forward to hearing some exit interviews. People are definitely going to ask Ben why he was so angry at Jeremy. Yeah, the man. Only plausible, actually, I heard one, I forget who floated the theory, but I'm sure I heard it on a Rob Sesternino podcast. I did hear one interesting theory, which was, it might have been Rob himself, that could it be that Ben is so or so persuadable? Wait, no, this wasn't Rob because he disagreed with this. But that Ben knows how persuadable he is and Ben knows how easily he gives up information <laughs> that he was just afraid to talk to Jeremy. That oh, he was like, man. if I go talk to Jeremy, who knows what's going to happen to my game? <laughs> <laughs> I like that theory, but it so applies more to smart. Yeah, right. Exactly. What a smart... He's so smart. He just knows himself so well. I'm so smart. I know I'm dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's got to be it. Uh, Yeah. Um, But we've known from the beginning of the season, there was a heavy emphasis on Ben. So we've known he's going to last. Yeah. The thing that I think has taken us all by surprise is that Tony is still there. And totally so dominant. Yeah, so, it, it blows my mind. Go ahead, Sam. So when's when's the last uh, vote out that they can use the idols on? Not the next one, but the one after. Five. One after. Yeah, that. not the yeah. next. Yeah. Okay. And they so, both have and the, and the person the person returning, uh, if it's Natalie, Rob, or Tyson, will have an idol, right? Right. So that that could be interesting. I mean, there could be another advantage Geddon coming. But, I mean, we know that because they have idols, that most likely, unless they're completely blindsided, which is possible, that Tony and Ben are at least going to survive through to the final five. Yeah. Yeah. They'd have to be pretty blindsided, though, right? Which could happen, but I mean, I think Sarah would have to be in on it. I don't know. Well, there's only her. If everybody turns on Sarah and Tony, then they could be blindsided. But what Sarah could turn on Tony, and it could be like uh, Sarah, Ben, and uh, um, what's her name? Denise. 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 Yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of what I thought was coming for a long time, but she very clearly was saying in this episode she wants to go with Tony. And she wants her kids to see she wasn't afraid to to face a strong competitor at the end. Yeah, but is, isn't there also a revenge thing going on here? Because didn't Tony famously backstab Sarah? Yes, I mean he, he didn't, did a complete backstab, and that she was kind of like the swing vote. 
and she was kind of being, a, if I remember correctly, she was a, being a bit coy about what way she was going to go. Mm-hmm. And Tony's side was just like, let's just cut her. Cass, it was really Cass who was shown as being the the, the motivating yeah. well, that's factor. I, I only know about that from this season. So I haven't right. seen that. So the, that means oh, that season is amazing. You best, have to watch one it. One of the best seasons. <laughs> if you have to pick if one or like two to watch, David yeah. versus Goliath. David versus Goliath was probably the one of the best seasons since uh, Kagiyan. Okay. Yeah. But like, like that's how I know it is that. Uh, yeah, that's Tony funny. Backstab Sarah. So. Well, that's the story they want you to know. Yeah, yeah. it it's not a hundred percent. It wasn't like. The episode wasn't edited to look like Tony was the driving force behind backstabbing Sarah. He did vote her out despite them having a cops are us alliance, but uh, it made sense for him to do it. It wasn't like, you know, out of the blue. It wasn't like I'm going to get her. And it was very still very early in the game. It was the merge boot. Sarah was the merge boot. No, no spoilers, but lots of spoilers. But there's a spoiler. And (laughs) I wonder like, like because everybody was sleeping that day. So he had a lot of energy. Yeah, right. He had sucked. <laughs> Maybe the reason that they're painting it so much as like this this betrayal is because she does get her revenge. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's what I've thought all season. This was the first time I thought maybe not. Is she going to wake up? Like the way she responded to, I honestly thought when Michelle was saying like, look, Sarah, you can't beat Tony. What are you doing? I honestly thought we were going to get a confessional from Sarah going, you know what? Michelle makes a lot of good points, but we didn't. We got Michelle so annoying. She's just unpredictable and spouting off. And I was like, whoa, yeah. but she's right, Sarah. She's, she's correct. So right. And Michelle really and woke Michelle up this episode. Told Nick, yeah. Like you were, what's going to become of us though? It's you. Those two were running the game. Yeah, Michelle woke up this episode. It was like all of a sudden she knew everything that was going on. <laughs> After Jeremy was booted, it was like, oh, Michelle's totally in the loop now. Well, she, it, would, or she yeah, forced herself into the loop. She just could see it. She yeah, finally the loop. Going on. And, yeah. But it's interesting, you know, speaking of, of uh, spoil, spoilers from old seasons, there were a bunch of times I remember in Philippines when people were said, well, Denise will win if she gets to the end. Mm-hmm. We were shown that a few times. And maybe there's there might be examples from other seasons where people have said, this person is unbeatable if they make the end, and then they do make the end. And right now he is on a course to the end. I know. You know, that's one of the, that sort of um, third person perspective or second person perspective is one of the major factors in determining a winner through editing. Yeah. Uh, how many, how many times do people say, oh, this person's unbeatable? Um, that's why I want to look at it. Like we, there's, a, we know that, you know, so whoever comes back from the edge is going to mix it up, you know, we're gonna get off, veer off course. But let's say it was, let's say it was Ben, Sarah, and Tony in the end, and let's assume mm-hmm. that Ben gets zero votes. Let's Safe just assumption. look at Sarah and Tony, and can we just l- literally go through the people and predict who they would vote for? Let's do it. You got, got a list the, of people. I've got the cast pictures up. All right. I'm just gonna go. In so the okay, so do this. Them. You say the cast, and me. 
me and Sam will say who we think they'll vote for simultaneously, and then you break the tie. <laughs> okay. Now this Does that sound good, Sam? Great, that's a great idea. Wait, I, I, wait. Who? So, so I'm going to go through the jury. Yeah. And and you and Ryan are simultaneously going to say who they would vote for, Tony or Sarah, to win. Oh, okay. And if you are in disagreement, I will vote and break the tie. Uh, so I'm not going in any particular order than these cast photo collage from in the. I'm going to be horrible at Survivor.com or whatever. Well, no, there is no point in being right. They're, they're, we're not trying to be right because there's we're no way. Predict. You just have to like get your best guess who, and maybe have one, at least one reason why you think they would vote for one because of the. Because I've had times okay. where I've been tricked by the editing into thinking this person is definitely winning, and then like during the finale. I've like mm. paused it to go to the bathroom before the final tribal or before the votes. And I've sort of counted it out in my head and gone, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. This other person is probably going to win. Yeah. Yeah. So here we go. This is in no particular order of the jury. Adam. Uh, ben, just kidding. Um, I think Adam. Are we doing? Will res- yeah, let's do it. Uh, you count down. Okay, Adam, one, two, three. Sarah. Tony. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. Okay. And it I, think, go yeah. I think Adam will respect Tony's wild gameplay because he's a little wild himself. Yeah, and it's hard to say, like, is Sarah right that her subtle social game is going to be more appreciated? I lean toward Tony on Adam. What do you th- why, why do you think Sarah, Sam? Um, I don't know. I, I think because she kind of like had, she's always kind of been this, this presence. I don't know. I, I think yeah, it's her, it's her I, social. I no, you might be right though. Like her social game is so good. And that's why it's hard to pick her in this situation and why she might be a surprise winner because the, first of all, the show does tend to edit out the social game a lot. Yeah. Um, and second of all, like her social game is insane. It's insane. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, she is. I wasn't a fan of hers coming into Game Changers, but she played a great game in Game Changers, and this has really shown me how great she is at the social game. Yeah. All okay, right, who's so next? That we're, we're putting that as tentatively as a Tony. Yeah. I'm keeping a tally here. Ethan. One, two, three. Sarah. Sarah. Really? Okay. I just I think... Tony. But go ahead. Who has he played with? Let's let's look. Did, was he, he was never on a tribe with either, either of them, right? So it's just based on what people talk about on the edge and what they see at, at tribe. Man, it's so important to know the people who got voted off that were working with, were with or against those people at the end, who they say is running the show when they come off. Right. Because someone like Ethan, he has no idea who to vote for between those two. <laughs> yeah, and he so he's going to have to. He is. I just so he's going to have to like take. Yeah, go ahead. He's a low key guy. He likes her low key energy. Yeah, that's that was my that was my approach too, but could easily be wrong. He's yeah, like it's head on, hard. Good head on his shoulders, grounded guy. Okay, we're putting him down for Sarah. Let's do it. Okay, Jeremy. Um, are you going to count? Oh, one, two, three. Tony. Okay, that's a Tony. He did. I feel like end. Jeremy said 
Tony's running the game, right? I don't know. I know that and, at the end he was like, when he got voted, I was like, who did it? And nobody said anything, but Tony was like, sorry, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think Jeremy will respect that. I yeah. think so. Okay, this one I think we're all going to agree on. Boston Rob. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one, we've been two, shown many times. One, two, three. Tony. Okay. Yeah, we've been shown too many times. He he literally what in my notes from last week I wrote it down. He said Tony's a badass man or something like that. He said Tony's a boss. A boss, that's it. Yeah, I knew it was a B word. Okay, here's somebody who didn't play with either of them. And remember those people these people could vote for Ben if they just because they know him, but you know, if they weren't on his original tribe. But we're pretending that he's getting no votes. So Danny. Oh, One, boy. two, three. Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. Okay. I think Sarah. Uh, Denise. One, two, three. Sarah. Tony. Ooh. <laughs> really it's hard. It one. probably is Sarah. It probably is Sarah. Okay, let's put her down for Sarah. Yeah. Who do you think, Scott? It's really hard because Denise has been so under-edited this season. Like, yeah. it's hard to know where her head's at. I could see her voting for Sarah, but I could also see her voting respecting Tony's game. You know, if Denise makes final three, we're going to get concrete proof that your game pre-merge literally means nothing at the end. <laughs> right? Like, she's not going to win. If she makes the final well, three, she's not winning. I don't know if that's concrete proof. Let's say she's in the end against Ben and Nick. Yeah. Then she Nick, wins. Nick will win because he won his way back from. <laughs> no, no I mean, out of this last group, you know, from last episode. I just, yeah. There's people she could beat at the end. No, this is why I think Nick going out of the game just opens up the game so much more editorially. Nick could have taken, if Nick would have played things differently in the last episode, and Michelle would have been voted out, or Ben, if they could have gotten Ben voted out, then. Nick could have taken that Ben slot in the final three. Well, I thought Nick was going to go. I thought Ben was going to flip on Tony and Sarah mm-hmm. and go with Nick and Michelle because they're the only two he can beat. Yeah, he doesn't obviously realize that. Obviously not. Um, and, you know, Tony's like, let's go with the soldier and the cops. We're going to, you know. Yeah, Tony's so good at that, man. Yeah. There was a couple of moments in this episode. Oh, there was one with Ben that I wrote down. It was like super, super impressive. Um, they come back from voting out Jeremy and Ben is like, thank you, Tony. Thank you so much. He's like, I, he's like, I appreciate it. Tony's like, appreciate what? <laughs> We're 100% together, man. Like, yeah. like, yeah. and I thought that was so smart. Like, of course I did that for you. Like, you don't need to thank me for just doing what I would have done anyways. It's like a really good way of doing it. Cause it's possible. Tony never thought about voting out Ben. Right. But like, but like to make it seem like to oh, be yeah. like, yeah, you're welcome, man. You're welcome. I didn't turn on you. He played it brilliantly. Yeah. So we're so saying good. Denise probably votes for Sarah. I mean, it also like, like the unknown quantity there is that like you know this is assuming that that uh ben is in the final three right right assuming that ben gets no votes and like uh so that so she got voted out i think that sarah would come out more on top in her getting voted out than tony okay 
Yeah. All and right. you know, one thing that, that I'm now realizing that really makes me want to say that she would vote for, uh, for Sarah is that the time when Tony was up in the tree, the three people standing around the well were Sarah, Denise, and Ben. I think Denise thinks she has a final three with those two. But then if, so then if she gets voted off, maybe she'll be more angry at Sarah. And beyond that, she was, her point was nobody can beat Tony. So does that mean she would vote for Tony? Oh man, this is a tough one. I'm going to go Sarah because at the end of the day, in a situation like that, I think people default to who they like more. And I think that Denise just likes Sarah more than Tony. Yeah. Okay. We're putting her down for Sarah. And the next one, Michelle, one, two, three. Wait, wait. Uh, Tony. Michelle. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, it could be Sarah, though. Shit. This is harder than I thought. Uh, I mean, we're working under the assumption Tony's going to win this no matter what, but now I'm having No, no we're not. I think Tony. I think that's a, a good call. I think Tony, too. I okay. Think, okay. She's, we're putting her down she's in a situation where she's, like, up against everyone. It's her against the world. And I think right now her world is, is run by Tony. Yes. Yeah. Tony's okay. the in, in her underdog situation. Yes. All right. The next one, my beloved, who I think could come back, Natalie. One, two, three. Tony. Sarah. You say Tony. Sam says Sarah. Yeah. Why do you say Sarah, I, Sam? Go ahead. Uh, I, granted, like I haven't seen the season that Natalie's – uh, bet on. I haven't seen. Uh, Natalie was the first one voted out, right? Yes. Yeah. I, all I've seen is of Natalie is her on the the edge of extinction. Kind of the same thing with Ethan, where she's, I think, uh, like not like a fast paced player. She's not like a the like seems like that like fast talking Tony energy. She seems more like the low key Sarah energy. It's like calculated in control kind of thing. Interesting. I, and you say Tony because, right? Because the opposite, uh, the way that Natalie won her season was so like she did, she used like a lot of things from the Tony playbook, lying to people and then mending, you know, bl- blindsiding people and then mending fences afterwards. To me, she seems like a little bit in the Tony mold. Yeah. Um, Sam's at a bit of a disadvantage there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, which is fine. You know more than most of our guests do. I. I'm also saying Tony, and it's also because I've heard Natalie interviewed, uh, you know, year going back the last few years. And remember, in her first interviews after her season, she talked about how much she loved Tony's game. So I think she yeah. is a Tony fan. Uh, I'm putting down Tony. All right. Okay, Parvati. This is a question for me because does she go with? you know, just a strong woman or does she, is she impressed by Tony's gameplay? So Parvati, one, two, three. Sarah. Tony. Oh, what'd you say, Sam? <laughs> Tony. Okay. This is good. I love that we're disagreeing yeah. on all of them. Uh, yeah, all <laughs> it's of them. it's way better. I'm wrong about all of them. <laughs> okay. So. I'm not sure. So not let me true, hear though. your reasoning for both of you and I'm going to break the tie. Um, I think Parvati's like I. She's close to that Boston Rob mindset. I think she respects the same thing about Tony that Boston Rob's Rob does. And yeah, Ryan. My initial gut was like, "Oh, Rob will 
if she's unsure, Rob will convince her to vote Tony. So it's probably Tony. But then I was thinking about like, I could see Parvati, yeah, supporting another strong woman at the end. Um, is Sarah, Sarah's a mom, right? Like, yes. So I think there's that, maybe that connection, that sort of level of empathy as well. Well, especially um, Sarah can talk about being a mom at the. Right, exactly. But we like, did see a lot of Tony and his family at the family visit. Yeah. Here's the thing. Parvati is like, is survivor royalty, right? Like, yeah. as is Rob. And so within this social circle, they are, they're the cool kids. They're the captain of the football team and the head cheerleader. And I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I think you know, you can pick whichever one's which, you know, gender roles be damned. But, <laughs> sure. uh, exactly. But... I think like they're if they're gonna accept someone into their circle, it's gonna be that that a similar kind of alpha like mm. you know like does what it takes to belong and not the just the nice you know like um, student council member that will be accepted in their clique. Right. We can also interesting look at who did Harvardy vote? Harvardy's got a voting record. She's the first one I think we've talked about who actually has a record of having voted for somebody else once. Oh yeah, who did she? Who did she vote for between Yule and between Yule and Ozzy? I think she voted for Ozzy. But let me let me let me check that. Cook Island's final vote. It's probably just because she wanted to hit that, right? <laughs> well, no, he was with Amanda at the time. Oh no, that was oh Not no, Cook that, Island. that was that was later. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's it's so hard to say. <laughs> Let's see. I love we that season. It. Cook Islands, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. The 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 premise, the format is awful, but it yeah. it is a great season. Well, they abandon it immediately. Right. As Harvey voted for Ozzy. Yeah. Does that tell you anything about how she'd vote now? I don't know. Yeah, I think it kind of does. To me it makes me want to lean more Tony. Okay, yeah. so we've got her down for Tony. Because I think Yule is a lot closer in style to Sarah. Yeah. Then, even though Yule is very strategic and very smart, and so is Sarah, uh, I think Yule is just like a better social player than Ozzy, and it's why he won. Yeah. Now the next person I'm going to ask about also has a voting record we can look at. So I'm going to look that up as I say her name, and that is. Um, Amber, one, two, wait, three. Wait, 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 wait. Take, uh, I need a second to, to put a face. <laughs> wait, wait, Amber. Amber is Rob's wife. Oh, Amber. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, cool. Okay, one, two, three. Sarah. Tony. <laughs> Everyone okay, we're I, disagreeing on. Well, I side with with uh ryan on this one because uh for two reasons number one what we've seen of amber over the years is that she does tend to follow rob's lead uh, i hate to say it but i hate to say it but it's true she could vote she is a winner she did beat rob but you know she could connect with sarah on the mom thing but don't forget sarah also voted her out oh true she true. was on well so did tony i guess so yeah. what am I talking about there? Yeah. The other thing is I just looked at their voting history between Colby and Tina. 
Amber voted for Colby. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. I bet. I bet she votes for Tony. Then. I think she's her own woman. I, I bet. You know, Rob's like, "Come on, vote Tony," and she's like, "You know, whatever." <laughs> oh, dude, I love that you get to high road us on this. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet she's. You know, it, it doesn't like. I bet Rob takes it way more serious than she does, and she's like, "You know, whatever." Yeah. No, I, I, I would love it if she voted for Sarah for sure. I would love it if they voted differently. But yes, I'm, I'm lean toward Tony just because I feel like Rob influences her. I, I hate to say Vegas prop bet if Amber and Rob vote the same way. I don't get the sense that that Rob like is the type of uh, guy who like would give her shit for voting differently than him. No, I, I don't think, think he that he would no, respect no. her vote Absolutely. either way. It's just the sense I get of their relationship. I like it's a fun <laughs> conversation though. Who yeah. is she talking about this with the most? Who's who is she going to have discussions with about who to vote for the most? Rob, right? Like he's just going to convince her. Like it's not necessarily that she's doing whatever he says to do. I think it's more like they're talking to each other and I think that he's just going to convince her. Rob is just a convincing guy. I think honestly whoever Rob thinks is going to win or whoever Rob is going to vote for has a distinct advantage. Because Rob's going to fight for that person, and he's convincing uh, with anyone. Yeah. Anyways, there's. <laughs> well, okay. So go ahead. It is funny that, like, instead of them hanging out in a hotel in Fiji and kind of talking it over, like, and like, you know, they're doing stuff. They're hitting the gym. They're they're swimming laps. They're sunbathing. They're eating and stuff like that. Everyone's stuck on an island. Yeah. And they have yeah. nothing to do. Except for Sandra. She's swimming laps and how and, they uh, thought the vote went, you know? Yeah, it right. They'll be back soon. They'll have a couple days at Ponderosa. They'll have a right. That's right. Um, okay. So we're putting but, her down. I mean, for Tony, but they've been, oh, no. they've been on the jury okay. this whole time, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they've been talking about it constantly. Yep. I will say talking about a lot of things, but I think it gets boring on the jury to talk about what's going on in the game. Yeah. People are, first of all, like bitter or sad or, you know, emotionally drained from the game itself. And second of all, like a lot of times people I know on juries that I've been on, people get in arguments um, about who they think should win. Excuse me. (coughs) Ah, I got the Corona. All right. Um, Yeah. Uh, No. Um, And people get in arguments and they're just not fun arguments to have. It's not like a fun like, oh, no, I think this person should win because of this. You get it gets personal and weird and you're just like, you know what? I don't care. I'm just going to vote for who I want. Yeah. Um, And so you end up not if it's confrontational, you don't want to talk about it. And if it's if it's not confrontational, it's boring. So I don't know how much time they're spending talking about it. I'm going to guess it's less than we might think. Hmm. Uh, but I, w- I wonder what the, the strategy is talking about it when there is a chance when one of them will definitely be. I mean, there's a chance that one of them will make it to the jury vote. That's true. Yeah. There's a, as Jeff would say, a one in six chance. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so Which actually, no, in this case, it's a two in three chance. Right. Any of them on the 
on edge of extinction will make it it's a yeah the yeah, one, the, no, that the person, that the person who comes back in the game, Jeff would say, has a one in six chance oh, of, right. of winning of the where? game. But of uh, the chance, their chance of being in the final three is actually a one in two chance, right? If you yeah. just go pure numbers, yeah. which it's not really that. It's yeah. probably much less than that if these players are smart. That's a big F. I mean, do you think the person will pull, will do the same thing that Chris did? And purposefully make fire. I well, I don't know. It depends on who it is and if they yeah, want a challenge. Yeah, it, and and can they make fire? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. If it's right. Rob, it, if it's if it's Boston Rob, he could do that and probably win as a result. Yeah, yeah. Who he could? Not not to make a game before we're done with the game we're playing, but like, who who do you think could win from the from the edge i think rob could if he does it's a lot of big ifs do you did you watch the last season with edge of extinction right Sam? yeah yeah so you know that chris underwood did you know for the few days he was in the yeah, game he, there the end, he played you know masterfully yeah so if somebody plays masterfully that way or anyway and gets themselves to the end especially if it's making fire and stuff. I think Rob could. I think Natalie could. Because people will say, wow, she endured the whole time. Uh, Yeah. I think having that idol and getting to play it and make use of it um, and having that idol come from Edge of Extinction and all. Think about this. You're on the jury. You were on Edge of Extinction. You saw what they had to go through to get that idol. And then if they use it correctly, that's a huge tick in their column as a winner, right? Yeah. So I think. Because he's so popular. Yeah. Look yeah. At, Natalie bought him an idol. That that was insane to me. Why not Jeremy? I thought her and Jeremy were best buddies. I know, but she must have really bonded with Tyson. I know. Um, and it's sad that we don't get to see that bonding happen. You know, we're just like, oh, that's weird. Why did she give it to Tyson? But yeah, honestly, I think the person coming back from Edge uh, has a huge advantage if they make it to final three. It's just a byproduct of how stupid Edge of Extinction is that the person coming back will almost always do really well in the final three, no matter what they just, I, I, you can say, Oh, these are all winners. They'll have respect for the game. They won't vote for that person to win, but I don't think that's true. They're, they're people. They're just as they can fall victim to the same fallacies and the same like self uh, convincing that anyone can like, to say that these people are somehow smarter than the jury from the original edge of extinction season is just not true. Like, yes, they won, but they're not smarter. They're, they're the same. They might be smarter than a couple of them. Well, there's a couple of that are dumber than some of the edge of extinction. Like it all comes out in the wash. Right. But I agree. I mean, you know, I agree about edge of extinction and I do not want somebody to come back and win as much as I, I love Natalie. Um, yeah, you know, I think it'd be nice if she comes back and at least isn't last place in terms of history. Yeah, I mean, so let's assume let's assume let's give them credit. Let's give the jury credit and say, OK, they don't respect Edge of Extinction. They would never vote for an edger to to win. Right. 
um, because they don't respect edge of extinction. However, there's so much upside to voting for someone coming back to win. First of all, you get to vote for your friend who you just spent 30 days with not backstabbing each other, yeah. not annoyed, you know, not being annoyed by like having peace and quiet with them. Um, that's great. That's a plus. That's why you might vote for them to win. The other thing is you do kind of get to put the nail in the coffin for edge of extinction. If you let, if you vote for that, that person to win. Right. I mean, I don't know. I don't do the people, the Jeff Probst and the producers don't hate edge of extinction. Like we do. N- no, I know. But, but if say Natalie comes back and wins the first boot winning has to go, that producers have to go. Okay. You know, fool me once. Shame on you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, I, like I bet there's, if you're there and you're on the edge of extinction, you're like, all I want to do, like I'm going through all this just to have this one shot so I can go go back and win this thing. And then you lose. You lose in the competition. And, it, and it's, a, yeah. it's a tough competition. Only one person out of however many people there are gets to go back. But I bet you will be able to, to easily empathize with that person's journey. Totally. And, easily you put yourself in their shoes whereas everyone else that's been like you've seen fight it out in jury after jury you'll just be kind of like they won't like the, you want the person from your team winning and, and you've had all this no longer the original yes. two teams your team's now edge and yeah. you, you've had all this time to think about like well, if I get there, I want to win, and it will be fair, because I will have endured all of this stuff. No matter what I thought about Edge of Extinction watching it last year, now I'm on it, now I see that guy did deserve to win, and I would mm-hmm. deserve to win if I make it there. Yeah. So I hope they would vote for me. Else. Yeah, I would hope they vote for me, and then by that point, you've convinced yourself of all that, it's a lot easier to vote for whoever it is. Plus they bought you an idol. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. God, it, it, it's such, I mean, it's just like so obvious the flaws in edge of extinction to us as viewers. We, the first time we heard of it, we're like, this is a terrible idea. What are they doing? And the, the nightmare scenario actually happened. I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been the first or second person voted right. out who well, came back. It and was won. Reem that might not. Oh, yeah. I would, we all that might have. actually be an all time great <laughs> season. That might be a, a big plus. Oh, I can't wait till <laughs> okay. she's back on the show. They've got to have her back. Oh man, they've got to. She's the best. Yeah, I mean, look. Uh, so what I love is now if they have a first boot season, we can have Natalie Anderson and Nadia Anderson together. <laughs> um, I think Reem is definitely on the Mount Rushmore of first boots. Oh yeah, Up easily. With Sonia uh, from season one and uh, Francesca. Yep. Yep. And I don't know who else. Maybe Natalie. It might just be three people at this point. <laughs> at this point, it's three, but you know, we got so much time with Reem. Yeah. Like, that was that was the, 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 the edge of extinction going right, you know? The silver right. lining. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why the producers, that's their ultimate goal was like, hey, we got this great cast. We want to enjoy them the whole season, right? I've yeah. even heard Jeff say that in interviews where he's like, I know you, what you think about Edge of Extinction, but you love Reem, don't you? And <laughs> Reem would have been gone at the, after episode one. You never would have seen her again. Oh, man. The, the, 
the thing about Reem is like her character type goes first so often. Think of so many Reems we've been you yeah, know, yeah. cheated on. Dude. Dude. Uh, okay, let's get back to our final tribal council vote. Okay. Oh my god, how many people do we have left? This we is the world's longest thought experiment. 800 people left. Oh my god, okay. 800 person jury. <laughs> All right, let's get this over with. <laughs> so the next person, one of the greats in Survivor history, who will be the vote for from Kim? One, two, three. Sarah. I agree. I mean, we could all be wrong. But let's put her down for Sarah because we're trying to make this a close race. Uh, okay. How about another great? Sophie. Wait. Uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah. One, two, three. Sarah. Sarah. Okay. I, I agree, but I do know that she was a huge Tony fan in... Yeah, but she was allied with Sarah. That she that'll make very you vote close for someone. With Sarah, yeah. I mean, you just don't. You okay. always vote for your number one. Yeah. Okay, let's go with the king of the fire token economy, Nick. One, two, three. Tony. Tony. Yeah. Okay. That might be the the that might be the first Tony one where I'm 100 percent sure of it. What about the person? Whose whose breath was smelled by one of the finalists? Tyson, <laughs> one, two, three. Tony. Oh, I was going to go Sarah. I lean towards Sarah because of that bond they had. Hmm. Yeah, she she's b- so much better at jury management than Tony is. You know, Tony was up against two massive goats in the final three. And then he got to pit, like he got one, one of them picked him inexplicably, inexplicably to go to the end with him. Uh, you know, Wu was a huge goat. We weren't really shown that because, right. because yeah. of that. I, and this is spoilers for you, Sam. I'm sorry, but it isn't for most of our listeners. So well, I already know. No, no. Yeah. Uh, and you know, there's so much that we weren't shown about Wu and why no one on the jury respected him. But if Tony goes with Sarah, it's not going to be as easy as it was against Wu. No, absolutely not. And it would be sort of the equivalent of Tony going to the end with Wu and Spencer in that season instead of, you know. Right. Right. Okay, let's, there's only two more jurors left. All right, great. Okay. Wendell, one, two, three. Tony. Okay, that's two for Tony. Do you agree, Scott? I don't have enough of a sense of. Neither do I. That's I just about either of them. So I'll go with Tony too. And finally, he thought Tony would be an asshole, but he wasn't. Yule, <laughs> one, two, three. Sarah. Tony. Oh. Okay, give me your reasoning. I think. Yule is going to see, Yule is so strategic and logical. I think he's going to just see that Tony made more quote unquote big moves, strategic moves, thought out moves instead of just feeling his way through the game like Sarah does so well. Um, and I think he'll, the robot in him will vote for Tony. I think that's very and true. Uh, there's also the the Zen side of him, I think, will vote for Sarah is, is mm, the, the kind sure. of the easy to get along with uh, plays a good social game uh, never really has to make the big move, but is always kind of in control. I think he'll respect. 
Yeah. Well, either way, no matter who I decide, we've got Tony winning. Wow. Let's okay. say Tony gets Yule's vote. Tony wins 10 to 6. Okay. Okay. Plus all the people. Oh, no, you did all the people that would have been, wouldn't be in the final three. Yeah. Okay. Right. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. But that's assuming it's those three and Ben gets zero votes. <laughs> it could be. Now let's play one more thought experiment. Let's say Ben siphons off a vote or two, or some people vote for Sarah that we didn't expect, and we end up with a tie. That would be fun. And Ben has to break it. Oh, he's going to give it to Tony. Right? I don't know. I don't know. We, we, we got I feel see. like Sarah is the one who brought him into that fold. Yeah, you're right. From their time God, on that Sarah's social drive. game is insane. Uh, we're probably massively underestimating her. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm kind of like. It, I have to. Yeah. If, if we're wrong, we're wrong uh, in favoring Tony too much. We're not wrong in favoring him. Not enough. No, I mean, I have been, I have vocally been wanting the winner to be a woman uh, just because it's been so long. But given the way the game is played out, I am completely rooting for Tony. Yeah. I'm still rooting for Denise. (laughs) (laughs) I love Denise. I love Denise. I think Denise. If Denise is sitting there instead of Ben, she does peel off some votes. Oh, easily. End up with a tie. The problem with Denise's game was she made big moves too early. She peaked too early. Yep. And then kind of because of that had to like keep her head down a little and yep. kept her head down a little bit too long. Kind of yep. close. 100% right. No, that's 100% right. She became a floater. She became super under the radar and uh she had to, though. You're right. Yeah. She absolutely had to. You remember the merge feast when everyone's talking about how great she was? Uh, by the way, they do keep pointing that out. Uh, like yeah. on they 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 did reference that again. So we were meant to remember that happening. Let's just so it's possible say that. she's sitting there at the end, and yep. I think she would get some votes. Yeah. I don't that would think be that would be so exciting for me, Scott. Because if she I wins, know. I get money. I get money from oh. <laughs> from our fantasy league, and I win over you. By the way, I will say Denise is by far the furthest my winner pick between you and I, Scott, has gone in <laughs> a long gone. time. Well, maybe ever. You will always have to live with the knowledge that I would have picked Denise also. That's true. That's true. First, and I just said, "Well, to make it different and interesting, (laughs) fair enough. I'll go for Cam. I will have to live with that. You're right. You're right. Uh, Sam, can Denise win? We're just sitting here saying she can't win. Uh, I think she could win. Yeah, I think it's possible. I would say editorially, it does not look good for her. No, (laughs) but." Sam, one year, one season, Scott and I picked our preseason winner picks before the show had aired. And um, his boot went first and mine. No, my boot. No, his boot went first and mine went second. (laughs) And again, I wanted to pick the same person as you. (laughs) You picked first. So I said, well, okay. (laughs) What season was that? Uh, What was that? Co-Rong. Co-Rong. That was Michelle's original season. Yeah. A, a fun season, by the way. Some of the best characters in a long time that season. Uh, too many medevacs, but yeah. good cast. 
But what could go wrong? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I feel like, I mean, maybe Denise does sneak into that final three. Denise has the potential to win immunities. That's true. Definitely, especially uh, endurance challenges. She, she's like made for endurance challenges, but they don't do those anymore. By the way, I recently read an article, super interesting. It pointed out that there has not been a long-term uh, endurance challenge that Jeff had to be there for since Christians. <laughs> um, and And it's like, oh, are they just like shortening the endurance challenges so that Jeff can like go back to his hotel or what? <laughs> because all of the long-term endurance challenges this season were on edge of extinction. Interesting. Oh. But I love a long-term endurance challenge, especially at Final Four. Like, I think that's way more interesting. And it's one of the things that Australian Survivor does so well is that they – they love endurance challenges. They do long ones all the time. And then they do ones that are like ridiculously epic at final three. Wait, Christian from, uh, um, David versus David Goliath. Versus Goliath. Yeah, uh, yeah, one one where long, he, yeah. Where he like talked to Jeff the whole time. Correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Your theory, Ryan, is that like that was the final straw for Jeff. No, my theory is that Jeff is lazy. But uh, the, my second theory, that, yeah, Christian was so annoying. Jeff was like, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> Such good TV. It was amazing. Do you remember amazing. the final? I love that they used to do endurance challenge. The final, yes. the final challenge in Palau. It uh, so long. It was Tom and Ian and Katie, but she bowed out early on like floating platforms in yeah. the river. And just how long can you stay squatted on this floating platform? And it went so long that it got dark and they had to bring in lights. <laughs> and it went, I believe, like over 12 hours. Whatever. Yeah, that, that makes sense. What's the one? Uh, yeah, that Australia like or... Go, go ahead, Sam. I was going to say that was like the Johnny Fairplay Sandra. Um, they did the platform. Yeah, they were floating on platforms, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And um, what's her name? Of Sandra, that I was curious, a uh, little one, yeah, that I was curious to see with our little experiment of the jury was that if Sandra's absence from the journey from the jury would hurt Tony because she would probably be a Tony. Uh, I wonder. Yeah, she might. I don't think she would vote for Sarah to win. I believe she would vote for Tony to win. Yeah, I, I don't think, think so she too. would vote for any woman. Man, to win. Isn't it sad? Because we never we, we never get to see Sandra on a jury. We still don't get to see Sandra on a jury. I know. This is the first time Rob's ever been on a jury. Maybe that's yeah, why she's be... quitting. Like why, why she was out. She was like, yeah. it looks bad. I don't want footage of me on a jury. Yeah. <laughs> I'm above the jury. But I'm like she would have voted for Tony. She would not vote for a woman because she wants there to be only one. Queen. Right. That's right. You're right. Yeah. And she likes Tony. True. Yep. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. The Australian Outback wasn't their final endurance challenge. Just like stand on this post in the water. I think so. It sounds right. Yeah, they used to always be. I mean, obviously, season one with where they yeah. had to keep their hands on the post, H and, hands and on a hard body. Yeah, and Richard let go in one of the most brilliant Machiavellian moves of all time. 
genius. Uh, yeah, no, that's what I love about one of the things that Australian Survivor does so well is those final immunity challenges. And they last six, I think the the shortest that the final three immunity challenges lasted on that show is six hours. Like they always get dark <laughs> on that. It's awesome. Uh, All right. Well, there's going to be a long wait for the next season of Survivor. So maybe it'll be time for me to finally. Yes, finally, Scott. Survivor. Yeah. It's so good, man. So good. The opening five minutes of this most recent all-star season is the best five minutes ever made on a survivor show. Wow. Like it's a lot. incredible. It gave Better me chills going up a spy nest. Uh, well, not as funny, but <laughs> yeah, I will have, but you have to watch them all and then get to all yeah. to get the chills. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You do. You absolutely do. Because what gives you the chills is how they profile the returning players. Uh, okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> let's move on to our segments unless there's something else you wanted to talk Anything about. Anything from the actual episode that we need to talk well, about? Well, we could talk about uh, Natalie finding her throne on the beach. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. When, uh, but I, when why didn't they show her sitting in it? Yeah. I guess right? she didn't get into it. They missed a shot. They missed so a who shot. Who we think is coming back? Let's finish that. Oh, yeah. We definitely have to talk about that. I mean, we've given so much material about Natalie. So yeah. much. How many advantages? Is she the only one with the full suite of advantages, too? I believe so. She's She's got three, which she should have done last time. She's already an odds-on favorite, even without advantages. I mean, and Rob, give her Tyson, I think Tyson yeah. is competitive, obviously, because he made yeah. it once before and he's great at challenges. How tragic Rob would it be maybe, to see Tyson get voted back and then see him get voted out the first opportunity <laughs> they have? I think it'd be kind of classic. I think it would just be another reason why Age of Extinction is ultimately pointless. Yeah. It's so pointless. It's either upsetting and disappointing or pointless. I don't think Rob will get back. I just think we've been given a lot of material on him because he's yeah. Austin Rob. Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree with that. I don't think he's coming back either. I think it's um, between Natalie Tyson and a total out of left field surprise yeah. like Chris Underwood. Or Yeah, like Nick. I could see someone f- frustrating. Adam. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not going to be Adam. I love that, that Adam so got funny. no screen time this episode. Aww. What do you think? So what's going through Adam's head as he gets to that final challenge? What's he hoping for? What What is Adam going? Okay. Not to embarrass himself. Yeah. No, but no, no, you know, he's hoping to get back in, right? So like what challenge, what kind of, is he thinking like, if it's purely a puzzle, I have a shot, right? If there's a puzzle element, maybe I can do it. What was it last time? Last season? I mean, with. I don't remember. Final edge challenge. I know the first one was like a big pachinko kind of a game with the ropes and lifting things up, lifting a ball into a hole, which they yeah. did this season as well. So, Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what it was, but I know I remember Joe, Joey, Joey Amazing was supposed to win it. Right. But he, he wasn't so amazing. Do you think he would have won the season had he gotten back? I don't think he would have been capable of getting to the end. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Rick Devins would have won the season. 
Well, uh, Joe, Joey Amazing is good at fire. So if he had had to make fire, he probably would have beat Rick Devins at that. But I don't think he would have gotten that far. I think he would have been voted out at six or five. But I've also heard that Rick Devins was great at making fire. And they said that like the the challenge between them was one of the quickest. Ever. Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. Rick Devins was really good at fire. The as Rick well. Devins Chris challenge. Yeah. Uh, Those often do seem like they take way longer than they should. <laughs> like that's something I would immediately start practicing if I got cast on the show. Yeah. That and sli- slide puzzles. Yeah. Like can Michelle make fire? We don't know. I would immediately start making practicing, making fire and then never do it on the show. Right. Like always be like, I don't know. Fire. Oh, oh, yeah, that, I like that strategy. I like that strategy, but well, that's what last season Tommy was telling. He was saying to people that he didn't really wasn't good at fire. That's right. Was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he didn't have to do it ultimately, but um, he was telling people that I think, or was he telling them that Nora? Oh, no, he was telling them that Nora was bad at it. Yeah, it's a catch twenty. Really good at it. <laughs> You, you don't want to tell, you don't want to brag, I'm really bad at fire because then that people go, okay, well, we'll, we'll vote you out then. Yeah, yeah, you're useless. You, but yeah. you just got to not be useless in other areas. Right. As, as Rob Sesternino says, you need to be the, you need to not be the best or the worst at anything. Yeah. I just wish they didn't have this fire challenge. It's so dumb. I, like I said last week, and I'll say it again forever, I think Sequester has the best Final Four solution, and uh, I'll stick by that. Which Ryan, is, would it be Car- yeah, what is it? I'll remind you, uh, Scott and <laughs> Sam, you don't know. But uh, at Final too. Four, everybody votes someone out, and then that person picks one person to go out of the game with them. Oh. So, so you so, really have to think about who am I voting out? Who's who yep. are they going to take with them? Exactly. And there's all these mind games people play. Like I'm definitely taking that person or I'm not telling you who I'm taking. Um, there's so many ways of playing it that it's really, really hard to, to do it correctly. And it makes for really, really entertaining. <laughs> Final ben, four. Ryan, would it be karmic justice for you if Ben did go to the fire making challenge and lost? I mean that I would that would be the greatest. I would be jumping up for joy in my <laughs> as I watch the episode. Uh, it will be midnight when I watch it, probably uh, in Minnesota, and at that point, and uh, I will be so happy. I'll probably wake my wife up because <laughs> because like Sam Ben's. I mean Ryan's hatred of Ben stems in large part from his belief that the they added the fire making challenge that season solely to benefit Ben. Oh, because and that they were hiding idols solely to benefit Ben. Oh, what what for what reason? I've I've heard that like Ben is a kind of infamous winner where where people don't think he deserved it. I mean, look at the way he played this season. He doesn't deserve it. He's his social game is a wreck. He he's, he's, he's going to the end as a goat 100% he's only going to the end because both Tony and Sarah know they can beat him uh, I mean that was the first season they did the fire making and they didn't you know, tell him about it yeah. until it was happening which is the worst to me like it just yeah. it's, 
it's so fucked up to not I tell agree. them so they can't plan for it. it. They screwed. We should have Chrissy on this season instead of Ben. Well, 100% agree. Uh, although maybe it would end up being Devin, but whatever. Uh, well. Devin would be fun too. More fun than Ben. <laughs> you hate Ben so much. <laughs> I thought Ben was a funny character this season because he's he was he was i mean how about when he picked up tony and ran with him look he was good he was funny he was definitely (laughs) funny but he's just not someone i want to see on an all winter season Uh, oh a couple people i wanted to see on an all winter season turned out to be duds true yeah yeah absolutely so what can you do um, all right, let's so move on to our segments. Do we have a prediction on who's coming back? I think it's Natalie. I mean, to me, the writing has been on the wall for weeks. Yeah, Natalie. I hope so, because I really adore her, if I haven't made that clear. I'd like to see her try to navigate her way to the end. Um, I s- would not like to see her at the end, because I think she'll win. But um, I would like to see her navigate, to try to navigate, because she's so smart, so shrewd. It would be kind of a great final three if it was Sarah, Tony, and Natalie. Oh my God, are you kidding me? That would be the best. Natalie doesn't win. It would be. Yeah, I don't think she'd be able to beat either of those two. Well, but it's tough because I mean, I bet they split a lot of votes. Well, it's hard to predict who's going to win that, but I don't think it will be Natalie. If Natalie ends up at the end with Michelle and Ben, I think she probably wins. Oh yeah. And then, and and I would probably want her to. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's the sad part. I like, Look, Michelle. I like Michelle. I like Michelle a lot. She just has not been playing well this season. She's lovable and, you know, yeah. she's had a good read the last week. But, like, yeah, she has been an outsider. But I, it did work for Sandra. She voted her out her. She tried to vote out her closest ally three times and it failed all three times. <laughs> <laughs> like if that doesn't tell you that you're not playing well, I don't know what does. She wasn't even really <laughs> trying to vote him out. She was just believing. Yes, exactly. The stories she was told that he was the next one to go. Oh my God. Talk about having no idea what's going on. All right. Uh, let's move on to our segments. Uh, this yeah. has been a fun, fun discussion on a uh, less than, amazing episode but um still a good still a I'm decent glad episode. that they got the the uh what you, the edge of extinction build up out of the way and true and the, the recap out of they the got way, the yeah. recap out of the way and the finale is for the first time instead of being like on my dvr to a one two hour episode and a one hour reunion it's just one three hour episode yeah, because they can't do a reunion. Because they can't do a reunion, I think I'm sure they'll have some Zoom break-ins and interview at yeah. the end, obviously. But like, I think we're going to get a lot of content. I hope so. That would be exciting. Yeah, this is going to be a unique finale, one way or the other, oh. uh, no matter who wins. Um, okay, first segment. Hold up, bro. Hold up. Hold up. All right, this is Hold Up Bro. This is uh, the moment you said, Hold Up Bro, and you had to uh, rewind your DVR to watch it again. Scott, go do you ahead. have one? I did, and I'm forgetting it, so go. <laughs> you, you start. Okay, I do that. have one. I wanted to see how exactly they handled Ben's disadvantage in the challenge because 
they can't really just make a longer post, like a longer poll, because what if it doesn't get used, right? And what I discovered is that they just moved everyone else up. They uh, got to start further along, and he had to start at the beginning of the poll. So in actuality, it wasn't it was a disadvantage, but it was really an advantage for everyone else instead. <laughs> mm. That is something I don't think I ever would have thought about. I just was like, first of all, how is he so catching up so fast? And I think it's because part of the poll that he had to do also didn't started before the lattice, the the thing he had to step in. So a lot of his first ones, he didn't even have to go into the grid. If I, if I was seeing it correctly, it was hard to tell for sure. Okay. Anyways, I totally, I'm, you know, me, I think anything, anything is an advantage for Ben on producers are it's grease in the game for Ben at every turn. So poor Ben, I totally thought Michelle was spacing her dominoes too far apart. It, it just looked that way. I was kind of disappointed. I, we didn't get to see someone try and start the dominoes and it fail. You know, that they've done this challenge a few times, and I think almost every time someone does put, put them too far apart or one is twisted a little bit and it just falls off the edge, that can happen that too. fun. Totally. I would have liked a come-from-behind victory or something like where someone fails. Yeah. But well, these I are all winners, up, baby. I backed up. I did back up the DVR just to hear Tony's conversation with Jeremy again about the days of the week. Yeah, so good. <laughs> oh, because it's an off day. Yeah, Tony is just calmly stating his case as though it's like the most obvious thing in the world. Yeah, yeah, because I'm not working. <laughs> but you are working. That we're playing the game right now. I'm not playing the game right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when Jeremy gets um, exasperated with people like he has a funny attitude when he gets exasperated it's fun i really enjoyed jeremy this season because he seemed by the end the last like you know few episodes to just be like laughing at everything yeah Yeah. laughing at the absurdity of every situation and people would come to him be like now it's this person he would just laugh okay yeah i know and that that was he he has such a good attitude man one of the things that makes jeremy so good and i've said this before is that he just instills calm in other people through his own calmness and i think that's such an amazing skill to have in this game it's funny that tony was like like hey it's an alliance cops and uh um military people but like jeremy's a firefighter and it's like no way yeah (laughs) Cops and firefighters hate each other. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Fuck, he's like, fuck that guy. He's nothing Why like me. I thought it was like a friendly rivalry. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you know, those turn those turn vitriolic after a while. He Jeremy had some good moments of laughter, and then he talked about it, and that's when I knew he was definitely going. Because yeah. If my journey ends here, you know, you're like, okay, I guess your journey's ending here. Yeah, I mean, he he was he was a dead man walking for like five weeks, so, so long. So I think he just started to find it funny. Yeah. yeah, I I love that. Like he wasn't scrambling or going nuts. He just was still calm, and he just was like, "This is hilarious." Like I'm I'm using such borrowed time. I'm someone else is literally playing my game for me. I have no game. 
Um, and so that's funny. Like, I'm just going to have fun. <laughs> he wasn't ripping apart the podium. Exactly. Looking for that Fleur Denise. Oh, man. I really, I really want to. I hope somebody rips apart the podium again <laughs> before the season ends. Well, so I Sam, would love do to you? See somebody pull like does Jeff Probst? Sorry to interrupt, right? Still wear that that puka shell necklace? Oh, I don't think I would so. Love but man, to see somebody good. pull that off of it. Oh, like can I play this? I did love Michelle's comment about Jeff oh. wearing a green button down and khakis. Like that yeah, was really sure, funny. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my hold my hold up bro my uh dvr rewind moment was when i uh uh when the credits ran and i was like wait we're not getting the competition i could have turned the show off 20 minutes ago and had the same amount of information so true so true that was odd yeah. Especially when you see the succubus scene, it's like, how could that not have made it? Well, so I wonder if they left that, you know, sometimes these scenes they leave out, you're like, well, are they leaving that on on purpose because they don't want to like tip their hat too much? But that one doesn't seem like they'd be like, it doesn't say Tony's winning. Yeah. It's so hard to read. It's never, you never know if they're leaving it out because they don't want to give too much time to the winner or are they leaving it out because the person doesn't win and it's not as important. Right. But I yeah. did find it interesting that after three very Tony-centric episodes, this one was not. And I wondered if that was a, a larger misdirect to try to raise the other people's profiles. Hmm. Yeah, that. could be, Water could be. As we see in a, <laughs> um, man, I hope it's Tony at this point. After the game he's played, I hope it's Tony. Yeah, it would be a fun, and he'd be a deserving winner. I think Sarah would be a deserving winner. You know, really, at this point, the only person left in the game I don't think deserves it is, well, no, two people, Ben and Michelle. I don't think Ben and Michelle really deserve it, per se, based on what we've seen. But, um, you know, uh, I don't think they're winning. So I'm not too worried. Michelle, I thought, had a really good shot until Nick was voted out. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, if she sneaks into the final three... She's got a shot. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our next segment. This is Ill Regrets. What's the time? It's time to get ill. What's the time? It's time to get ill. Regrets. All right. This is Ill Regrets. Uh, who do you think is going to have ill regrets about a choice they made, something they did um, in the game? And you cannot choose Jeremy or Nick. Oh. Such a tough one because Nick was just, uh, the first person that comes to mind. Yeah, I I wrote down Denise, um, and I think it's just I think Denise is lowering her threat level so much, and her speech at the jury where the jury was like, "That's got to be that can't be real, right?" Yeah. It just wasn't a good look to the jury. You know it what might I mean? be a good because they knew it was a fake out. If she comes back in the final tribal and is like, that was a fake out, I needed to lower my threat level, that's fine. But if she's there with Tony and Sarah, that's not going to do her any favors. Saying right. I had to needed to lower my threat level and that my strategy was to fly under the radar doesn't work when the people who are flying above the radar are so like high profile like that. Right. Is Sarah seen as high profile? She might not be. She might not be. I mean, I think Tony's the only one that everybody's God. saying is 
you know, making the moves. If Denise wins this season, it will, it will create, it will give, you know, heart attacks to everyone who does edgic first of all, because it will make no sense. But second of all, it will be the best thing ever. (laughs) I would love it if Denise won this season. I love Denise, but I, I would be happier with a Tony win. Oh, well, yeah. And would you be happier with a Sarah win? I could go either way between Sarah and Denise, honestly, because I, I do think Sarah is great at the game, but I think I have more of a fondness for Denise. Doesn't Tony play a strong game? Tony feels like a Rick Devins, a Mike White, not Mike White, um, a, a, a David Wright type where he's like so high profile and then he goes out at final five or four. Yeah, that could be, but he also was that way in his first season. And we've had, yeah. we've seen dominant players, you know, Boston Rob go to the end and, and win, you know, Dominic and Wendell went to the end. So yeah, we, no, it's true. It's really Ben. Ben went to the end. It's very, uh, it's very hard to say. Yeah. Well, Ben went to the end because he won everything. Uh, same with um, Mike Holloway, right? Well, like Ben was an, a, you and I, the hardcore, you know, were not very pro Ben, but I think the casual viewer who watch, who's watches every week but doesn't think I, about it otherwise was no, probably pretty high on Ben. My my point is mainly um, my point is mainly that they got there through game machinations instead of social and strategic game. Right. They just got there by winning challenges, which to me is less valuable and less interesting. Um, so I, you know, uh, they but didn't that, have to work. That, they they didn't have to work hard in the same way Tony did to get to the end of his first time. But Rick Devins, you could say he would have been voted out for sure. If he didn't keep winning immunities and finding idols. Yeah, no. And then he was voted out as soon as he didn't have immunity. Right. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, yeah. So, so it could happen to Tony. Yeah. I think the big question is, does Sarah turn on him? And, and it could happen to Tony, but. The edge? Who comes back from the edge? And do they want to work with Michelle and Denise? Yeah. Will Denise you know, turn? Denise seemed pretty solid the last couple yeah. weeks. Nieces just seem like, look, I don't give a shit anymore. I've got my group, and that's what I'm doing. I got my tattoos. I'm if good I, to go. Yeah, if I get, she did get the tattoos. I saw it on Twitter. But oh, really? She's like, yeah, she yeah. posted pictures of her tattoos. What were they? And like endurance go. and... Uh... Tour and let go. <laughs> oh, you know what it is? There's going to be an endurance challenge, and she's going to let go at the last second and lose. Amazing. <laughs> but she's ready to let go. I yeah. think she doesn't give a shit. It's hard. It's hard to figure out who's gonna take out Tony and or Sarah if it's not each other. Yeah. It's yeah, totally. And then it seems like whoever is left standing when that smoke clears will probably win. And deservedly so, right? They'll get a lot of credit for that move. Right. Whoever if somebody who anybody who takes out Tony is gonna get like, what if Denise somehow takes out Tony? Then she can sit there at the end and say, I took out Sandra and Tony. Yeah, yeah. I know. And that by the be... way, Tony's only there by the grace of Denise and Sandra. That's a good point, yep. He She's like, I brought you into this world. I can take you out, Tony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm excited. 
I'm yeah. excited, but it's bittersweet because it's it's going to be over. Yeah. And then it's going to be a long time. The and then I will never talk to you or see you again, Scott. If all goes according to plan. Yes, exactly. Well, who's your ill regrets? <laughs> you know, I this is a big bet that I'm placing with ill regrets, and it might just be because of my hopes. But I think it'll be Sarah for... Mm, that's what I was for, um, take you know, basically blowing off Michelle's warnings and going to the end with Tony. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, it's a good, it's definitely a good point. I could, I, you know, these are not mutually exclusive ill regrets. They might both have ill regrets, but but it it could still happen though. Like that's the thing is like, maybe she is just waiting until the, the timing's perfect, but she might not have that chance to, to, you know, like vote him out again. That confessional she had at the end of the show last week, she basically last week kept saying, I'm going to the end with Tony, not to the to the other players, to us. Yeah, I'm going to the end with Tony. I want to go to the end with Tony. I'm committed to going to the end with Tony. Oh, man, she's drinking the Kool-Aid. And Tony said to her, which I love this line, and I'm like, I got to use that. Uh, You're the only person I'll lose the game for, which I thought was like so good, right? Like it. He also from t- told her, oh, I got to vote you off. <laughs> I got to blindside you. <laughs> we were so much about this being the tiebreaker. Yeah, we were. Yeah. You're right. That's what this has all been leading up to. It's a six-year Cops R Us arc. Love it. Oh, man, so good. <laughs> so good. Yeah, no, I think those two might be in the finals, the finals together. I just, yeah, so, I mean, but like... I, I get like the like you know I I've got this this pact with him, but I think if if she if she does blindside him, she wins. Oh, absolutely, yeah. hands down. I agree. Yeah, that's the thing. And she's shrewd enough to do it. So is he. They both are shrewd enough to do it. Oh, it's going to be so good. My wife is convinced that Tyson is going to win because he had said at the end that he's going to come back in the game, and if he does, he'll win it. That would be amazing. <laughs> Tyson was also another one in another fantasy league I'm in. He was one of my winner picks too. Like um, amongst my two fantasy leagues and with you, Scott, my three winner picks were Tyson, Kim, and Denise. So I think it would be depressing. It would be so depressing if Tyson won. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think like about these people who are spoiled. He didn't play a great game, you know. Go this ahead. is a this is like by the way a terrible season to be spoiled on because if the winner is from the edge you just like are the most bummed out viewer ever <laughs> during every single episode after they got voted out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like because the rest of the game doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You're just waiting for them to come back in so you can start caring again. <laughs> I just remember that when Chris und- like if Rick Devins had won and he he was voted out the purist in me would say you know, uh, he shouldn't have won because he was voted out, you know, fourth or whatever it was. Yeah. But I wouldn't have been as depressed like when Chris Underwood won. And again, you know, he played by the rules. He deserved his win, blah, blah, blah. But what the depressing part was, I just went like, so every, almost every episode I watched of this show, 
was completely irrelevant. Yep. It's like at this it's like the season finale of a of a show, a drama where it's like uh, someone wakes up and it was all yeah. a dream. Yeah. I compared to on there was a, an entire season of Dallas that was later declared to be a dream. Right. The whole season. <laughs> yeah, and it and wasn't like, because the showrunner got fired uh and it was taken over by someone else. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't that. <laughs> no, on Dallas just a brief segue into nerdy old tv history it was because an actor left the show patrick duffy later of mm-hmm. Step by Step for our younger uh, i know who patrick duffy left is for the sure. show and they had him like killed and then the character and then he decided to come back a year later and so the the se- one season finale was bobby getting ki- getting killed <laughs> <laughs> the next season finale was his, his widow waking up and going oh, in the shower, and Bobby was in the shower, and he was like, "Good morning," and that was the the anger <laughs> for the summer. And when they came back in the fall, she just because of the the speculation was, "Well, what what is this? Is it a twin brother? What is this?" Yeah, 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 yeah. And then she just goes like, "Bobby, I just had the most awful dream. You were killed." In a car accident or whatever it was. <laughs> and he's like, well, that was just a dream, honey. I'm okay now. And all the plots. And then he winked at the camera. <laughs> all the plots from like from the prior season were erased. Every new character, I feel so bad for those actors, were erased. It's like, oh. And she, and they picked up where they had left off a year ago and took it in different directions. And I just love, my favorite part is that she not only dreamed that Bobby was killed, she had very detailed subplots in her dreams about <laughs> many other characters that like she wasn't even involved in. It's so preposterous. <laughs> I love it. I mean, the audacity of that is enough to make me like it. So yeah. I don't yeah, know. I'm not no, opposed. On that level, it's hilarious. But what that's what it felt like when Chris Underwood won. It was just like, okay, so all that shit I was watching with Ron and war dog <laughs> all these people <laughs> all yeah. these idiots and it was just like eh, none of that mattered well speaking of chris underwood why don't we move to our last segment let's move straight to the last segment all right this is getting loud we only like it if it's loud we only like it if it's loud, loud. Go. i can get loud too what the f- all right, this is getting loud. Who got loud this week? Who stood out in a good way? Do you, would you like to start, Scott? Well, this was a tough one for me because I think I chose Tony for like three weeks in a row because he was doing so well every time. Yep. He really didn't sort of stand out as much this week. And I'm having trouble. The only person I can think of is Michelle. But I don't really see her as winning. It's just that she... Survived. Survived. Yeah. Yeah. It gets tough at this point in the season because you have to factor in who's going to, who you think is going to win in terms of for your getting loud. Because obviously Michelle got really loud in the second half of this episode. She won immunity. She like had some funny lines, you know, she like, she figured out what was going on in a really good way. I love so, that she got her two fire. She gave Nick the two fire tokens. She got No, right that was back. great. Yep. That was I great. Just, if that had happened, if that episode was like earlier in the season, I would be like, oh, maybe Michelle's got a real yeah. shot here. So no, I mean, I guess, or I could, I could say Natalie, 
you know, being on the edge of extinction. I want to say Sarah. I want to say Sarah. You know, everyone knows Tony has an idol. Why aren't they voting out Sarah instead? Like, it's insane to me. Incepting Ben to vote out Nick instead of Jeremy, but it ended up coming to not because Nick one immunity. Oh, that was a fun scene, by the way, where Sarah and Tony were like, we got to get rid of, we got to get rid of Nick, but we need Ben to think it was his idea. And then they straight up do exactly that. It was so great. And then she <laughs> like incepts him and then he goes to Tony and Tony's like, well, okay, if that's what you want to do. Yep. Genius. <laughs> Amazing. Talk <laughs> about good cop, good cop. <laughs> so good. Holy shit, that was good. I mean, Tony always stands out to me. She was great. So, I don't know. Maybe I'd agree with you. It wasn't there was it was hard to come up with one. Person. I have to say both I wrote Ben down both of them because the fact that they're not getting any heat is just shocking to me. That is. I mean, we spent half the season going it's shocking that Tony hasn't got is still there. But yeah, but only because laying low. Yeah, laying and low. And we were only shocked because he we thought he would do it to himself. But now, now he's got three yeah. immunity wins in a row under his belt and yeah. they don't go after him or his partner. It's not even that he has three immunity wins. It's that he got those immunity wins and then drove the vote. Yes. Drove yeah. it hard. Like, yeah. like yeah. He put it away wet, you know? <laughs> That's disturbing. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, and to go along with that, I think for, for me, uh, uh, that moment where he's in the tree and Denise does call him out is like, well, finally, someone's talking about how Tony's walking away with this game, you know? Yeah. yeah. And Michelle, too, right? Like to Sarah. Yeah, totally. I felt the same way. Uh, I, unfortunately, they both fell on deaf ears. Like Sarah's just like, she's dedicated to going in the end with Tony. Just yeah, like Wu, just like kind of like Wu was, like he wanted to go with the big gun, and that that reminds me when I said, "What?" And I, I still hope she turns on him. I hope it's like, yeah. When I said Sarah could have ill regrets, I was thinking of when Michelle said Tony's going, but Denise said the same thing. Yeah. 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 Totally. And then, did, did, and then Tony, I think he just said to Sarah, "Oh, I heard what Denise was saying." It's okay. Yeah, the, the, he knows he's there. Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> she's like at the water hole and she I'm sure she's aware that Tony's in the tree above them. <laughs> yep. And what an advantage though, right? Like she knows, oh, if I'm by that tree, I cannot sell Tony out. Yeah. When the time comes to do it, if she's gonna yeah. do it. Or if she wants Tony to turn on someone, just like guide the conversation. Oh um, yeah, good call. Good can call. Also go along with Denise in that moment. Because she knows that Tony knows that she knows. Yes, totally. So, That's a really good point. So she can play along and just be like, yeah, well, of course, you know, Tony's thinking, well, Sarah knows I'm here. So she's just playing along. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's fun. Really fun. Um, and her, her ability to know that speaks to her social game. Her, her being the one who knows he's there also speaks to her social game. Yeah. It also speaks yeah. to their friendship outside. I think... My guess is these two, you know, they seem to have become really close friends outside the game. And I bet that they've, even going back a couple of years, have been like, if we ever get to play again together, we are going to be a tight alliance and we're going to go to the end and that's going to be our big 
tiebreaker. You beat me, I beat you. Like, I bet that this has been. And they just got so lucky that they were put on the same tribe. Oh, my from, God. From the get-go. It's crazy. You know, Tony has a – Tony, if he – Tony wins $2 million, it uh, he owes what happened in Game Changers so much. Yeah. Like, like he learned such a valuable lesson that season and – it lowered his threat level so much going into winners at war. Everybody's like, well, Tony's an idiot. Look at what he was an idiot that season. Like he's not good at the game. And so they just, they don't want to, they don't need to vote him out early. Um, Super, super interesting. That's what I love about these returning player seasons. Yeah. The more of them that we get, and I know a lot of people don't like it because it's not, you know, it's not strangers meeting, but it just has, they always have these stories that pay off over time. Yeah, they do. And that's, you know, all credit to the producers and life itself for creating those. But yeah, it's really fun. You know, uh, Heroes Villains, I still think back and I'm like, I think Heroes Villains is my favorite season. I go back and forth between that and Pearl Islands, but Heroes Villains just has it all. I watched half Heroes of Heroes Villains, Villains and then uh, I think someone told me I should stop and watch earlier seasons. Well, you should at least watch season 19 before you watch 20. Yeah. I love Heroes vs. Villains. Yeah, that's probably my favorite. I think I stopped. The moment I was talking about to someone and they were like, wait, you haven't seen before that, was when uh, uh, I forget who it was that was talking to Coach was like asking him just to tone it down. And he was like, I can't do that. Oh, it's Tyson. Tyson, yeah. Yeah, yeah you really kind of need to watch from at least from Token Sheens onward. Um, uh, can't do that. Dude, you, dude, you, I am jealous of you. You haven't seen Coach 1.0. Coach 1.0, Token Sheens is the best version of Coach. And I'm not kidding, you will die. He's so funny. Ugh. He's the funniest character ever on the show. Go watch Token Sheens tonight. What does Tyson ask him? Tyson's like, hey, you got to. Like talk. take those feathers out of your hair. Out of your, yeah. <laughs> Stop telling your stories. Yeah. I can't, I can't do that. Well, so the, you know, he's Tyson and Coach played their first seasons together, and they were kind of allies then. But they were really strong allies on Heroes Villains because they were from the same season. And Coach is like that, but even more on Token Sheens. You cannot even believe that Coach is a real person the first time you see him. Um, and the reason he's a villain, not because he did anything villainous, but because the audience hated him because he was so full of shit. <laughs> he had a lot of stories about his accomplishments and exploits. And the one great thing. Can't about, even, I can't, go ahead. Sorry, I just say like the, the great thing about like uh, all these different like comeback seasons and stuff like that. It's like, uh, you know, seeing uh winners at war doesn't mean that these seasons are ruined for me because i know there's so many other seasons that people can win on like right a lot of these yeah. people haven't won on their first season right right so you won't necessarily know is this the season where they win yeah yep yeah. totally um yeah uh, to plug another podcast that doesn't need me plugging because they get 10,000 times the listeners we do, but I don't know if you're aware, Ryan, that on the RHAP network last, you know, within the last week or two, Steven interviewed JT. Oh, I bet that was fun. So they talked about token chains and they talked about 
Winners of War. They also talked about Heroes Villains. They talked about Game Changers. Oh, I would listen to that. I'm going yeah, to. It's definitely worth a listen. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, guys, I think we may have said it all. We may have. We've uh, got one more shot next week. Yep. Our um, returning champion, Miles Nye. Uh, yep. We'll be back to, as he is every finale. But first, we must thank our brilliant yes. and talented guest this oh, week, Sam. I, I wanted Where- to. I was I, I forgot to mention this earlier when we were kind of brought up my history with Survivor, uh, but uh, my connection with Survivor is that um, uh, back in what was it two thousand when when it all started after the Super Bowl when uh, I was hanging out with Trevor who's I'm in the comedy troupe with and we were talking about starting Whitest Kids You Know. Uh, I was like, there's this guy, Zach, who wants to uh, join. And he was like, bring him to my Super Bowl party. We had, he had a Super Bowl party. And afterwards, we watched the first episode of Survivor. And then after that, we kind of hung out and talked about this comedy troupe thing. And that was like the first real riff we had for the whole thing. So like, oh, wow. It pretty much started like after the first episode of Survivor. It's well, either things. Give you a little bit of your own history, so you know. Sure. That was the se- That was the premiere of season two. Oh. After the Super Bowl. Yes. Okay. I remember that night. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> season one aired in the summer. Okay. So wait, yeah, season two, two thousand one. Yep. It was yep. January or yeah. February. Okay. Season two. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense because season one was not a big hit. They would not have premiered it after the Super Bowl anyways, even if it had been well, on at that time. It was a big hit. They just didn't know it was going to be a big hit. So. Right. Was, but season like, two. Oh, on in the summer and see yeah. what happens. Season two, they were like, this is the biggest show in the world that isn't the Super Bowl. Let's put it on right after the Super Bowl. Was so season two Colby? Colby? Yes. Colby, yeah. Colby, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. All right, cool. I believe season one premiered sometime in May, uh, I think like May 31st or so, the very end of May in 2000. So we're almost to that 20-year mark. And let me tell you, I've wasted a lot of those 20 years. <laughs> you and me both, man. Thinking about Survivor. <laughs> well, welcome to the club. Um, or you're maybe you're the president. I don't know. I don't. I don't know, Ryan. I don't know. The Survivor Club for Men. That's our new podcast starting after Please after this down. one is over. <laughs> so thrilled that we started this podcast right before the lockdown. And I was like, great, I'm available during the days because I'm not, uh, you know, I'm yep. freelance right now. And then now my children are. Constantly. It was perfect timing. I, every week I'm like, so I have to do the podcast again today, honey. It's only two more weeks. <laughs> yep. Well, on that note, Sam, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having um, me. It was really fun. Thank you on, on social media. Yeah. And shows uh, and comedy. I'm uh, at Sam Brown 42069 on <laughs> That is clever. It's just random numbers. Uh, just random numbers. At, Sexy. And then at that numbers. Sam Brown on Instagrams. And can we see where can we can we see oh, the whitest kid? You know what? Uh, we just started a. I should plug this. Is we just started an official uh, whitest kids YouTube 
channel that we haven't had before insanely like they, that we haven't had an official youtube wow and we're gonna start putting up new content on there and we have all the wow. we're getting all the high-res uh clips from the show from the original run of the show and that a lot of this stuff hasn't been available anywhere before and we're uh re-releasing it there so please check us out on youtube and hit subscribe and we're going to be putting up uh new sketches and uh trevor just started doing a 10 minute uh quarantine talk show he has up there and um yeah we'll be doing fun stuff there that's so awesome the original widest kids you know show that was on what like ifc it started on Fuse right? for the first season and then went to ifc for the next four and so, yeah and, and are those episodes av- available anywhere are they going to be on the youtube channel they'll be on the youtube channel the first three came out on dvd and then the first three seasons and the second uh-huh. two like never came out on dvd and uh so uh, four and five, yeah, we're going to release on YouTube. I'm sure you can unofficially find that stuff on, but uh, yeah, we're going to put it out there and people have been asking for it for a while. So I'm really excited to um, finally have that available for people. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Are you still doing your podcast? The one you told me about where you you make your friend listen to an album? Oh, uh, I, I got so, I'm not, we haven't done it in a year. I might bring it back. I don't know. It's called I Hate Your Music. It's, uh, I think you'd still find that where podcasts are available. And it's me and a guy that's 10 years younger than me making each other listen to albums. The thing with that is like, you guys like Survivor. Uh, imagine if your show was music you didn't like. Uh, it'd become a drag yeah. after a while. Um, but I, I do, I should start that back. Uh, it seems funny to me, but I, you know, obviously we like, we like it when our guests hate the show. That's funny for us too. So, so, you yeah. know, True. Yeah. And it's, it's better when there's three. I, everything also makes me like, not like the music that I have to listen to it. Yeah, like, for sure. And then everyone's getting annoyed. Yeah. It's, it's, but it, I thought it was a funny premise. I'm, I'm probably going to listen to it. So yeah, check it out. There's um, just some good episodes up there. Um, cool. Cool. All right, right. everybody, check that out. Uh, Check out Ryan on Twitter. At at Ryan Elder Music, um, as always. Oh, yeah, new episodes of Rick and Morty. When's that? Sunday nights. Uh, Sorry, what was that, Sam? When's the new episodes of Rick and Morty? A new one last Sunday, a new one tomorrow night, uh, five more. I'm sorry, Ryan, I'm behind. I haven't. Oh, that's that's okay. The the internet turned on us. The episodes I'm on. The, oh, this the this new on. one, yeah, the internet turned on us because oh, it was really meta. It was a really I'm meta episode. Oh, a fucking amazing episode. I'm actually surprised you weren't in it because like a lot of previous characters were at least visually, um, and it was really meta. And and the internet is like not having it. Oh wow! Okay, no, definitely. Yeah. It's on the old DVR, which is weird because you know I used to love like reading the comments about Rick and Morty because they were always positive. Oh, I yeah. never had to worry about them being negative, and now I'm like, oh, you know what? This isn't very fun reading these comments anymore. Oh, I hate reading. You gotta read if you if you like if you read the positive ones. Yeah, I know that's a sick humble brag. So, but yeah. Well, we're all very proud of you. No, don't be. Uh, all right, at Ryan Elder Music, at yep. Scott Chernoff, or as always, yep. just, just contact Ryan. 
Yep, and I'll forward it along. Yep. Rate us, review us. Yeah, please rate us on iTunes. We really need some high ratings. <laughs> we have one more episode left, and we do get paid by the star. Yep, we so, need to get a few more stars before we call it quits. Yeah. Um, right. Sam, thank you so much. Ryan, thank you so much. Thank you, Scott. You've really made this journey almost worthwhile. Almost. Um, all right, we'll talk to you next week for the oh, last time. time. Next time we talk, we're going to know who won. That's exciting. All right, Thanks, until then. guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. The tribe has spoken. Now I'm going to put out your little lamp with my lamp stopper. <laughs>